Sometimes you have to start before you're ready and learn along the way. For Melanie Wood, the plunge into entrepreneurship was simultaneously about rebelling against an unhappy work situation and recognizing a workplace gap she knew she could fill. An international leadership speaker, Melanie developed her expertise by watching, listening, and then evolving tools and programs that enhance communications in all kinds of environments, both live and virtual. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dori Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. I am excited for you to meet my guest today. She is an international communication and leadership speaker, best-selling author, and works with business owners, entrepreneurs, managers, and leaders to step up, step out, and lead with speaking and communication. Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share some amazing stories and value with the audience as well. I can't wait. So let's start off by sharing with the listeners your background and how that led you to entrepreneurship. Yes. And so background for me was um, in the corporate world. And for me, like I was just, I never felt like I was fulfilled in that type of position. And I had climbed the career ladder, got into management and then just felt like I've got here, but I don't feel differently. You know, sometimes we think we get to some point in our life, we just have arrived and we're going to feel differently just never felt that way. And, and again, you know, when we're in those types of jobs is that you're somebody else is controlling, you know, what you're doing and everything around it. And for me, it was really what led up for me was when I came to Australia um, eight and a half years ago. And when I came to Australia, I obviously had to stay in a similar position in order to be able to stay in the country. And really by that point, I really just wasn't fulfilled um, in that position anymore. But I did it because, you know, I wanted to stay here, you know, more than anything else in life. And for me, I think just the, the culture change and shift was it just wasn't the same as what it was in Scotland. But I felt like I was being massively pushed to do this type of work. And I think from like as a child, like I I just I never really liked authority. I never really liked being told what to do. I would always rebel um, a lot. And I think that this was leading me up to then having my own business. I think so much of it was just being controlled, being told what to do, but then your ideas weren't being listened to and your suggestions for making things better is that 
nobody was listening um, to it either. So I think all of those just really started to um, become really intense, you know, like kind of seven, eight years ago. And I just thought, I can't do this anymore. And with my first visa that I attempted to stay in Australia, it was my own independent visa without having to be in a job. And anyway, it was denied. These things happen. So I then had to then go into a position so that I could have a, a job attached to then the visa to be able to stay in the country. But I always had that deep feeling that I knew that once I was able to, I would then leave. Did I know that public speaking was going to be my avenue? No, absolutely not. I was petrified of public speaking along with everybody else, most people in the world. Um, but just things started to lead me into overcoming that fear. And I think when you just see differences in different countries, I started to see communication was a massive gap. And from my own lessons in the workplace of not being heard, not being listened to, and just the communication just wasn't as effective as I believed that it could be. So I was then faced with quite a lot of confrontation, a lot of difficult conversations that I had to have. Um, and those all really led me up to going like, I'm being led to this is what I'm here to do um, while I'm here in this lifetime. So yeah, there was just a lot of things happen, a lot of challenges, and then people would come to me and seek advice. And then it really led to, we should really pay you for this. <laughs> <laughs> as well but it really took to a point of where I was being I'd say like there was a, a point of bullying in the workplace between my co-workers and my manager and it literally got to breaking point where I literally went home that weekend came in on the Monday and handed my notice in I went I'm done and I had no real plan b it was just I've had enough I've had enough of being treated like this there's got to be a better way in this world to do it. So that was like the catalyst of, I'm not going to be treated like this. I have far more respect for myself. And, and I believe that um, something will, and it did, and obviously did transpire from then, from just taking that risk of going, I'm done. I know that I can make a better impact in workplaces and with other business people by going out on my own to do it and just had to believe in that. And it's been five years, so. Wow. <laughs> so. Well, congratulations. And I think so many people can relate to your story, but I love what you said about you kind of followed what people were asking your advice and your help with, and you kind of ran with that. So talk to me about the beginning stages of your business. Yeah. So really in that, again, I took that risk of, of leaving that job and I did manage to pick up like a very casual part-time work. Um, I was living in a resort at the time and it worked at just like, you know, that synchronicity of a friendship I had and she used to run and coordinate all the retreats there. And I was living there and she needed a break. And it just worked out at the same time as I left that job. I said, well, I'm going to need something, but I don't want to go back into like a full-time job. So I then took over her role to help her have a break, to give me some income. And then I just started to create some programs. Um, and in that, I actually started to help all the facilitators that were then running their, their sessions in the retreat. And I started helping them how to then be better presenters. So it really stemmed from there. Um, and then they were the ones that kept saying, we really want more help with this. We really want to be able to pay you. So I just then started to run with like 30 day programs to just get started. 
And that's really what I started to do in the beginning. I then got some contract work with other kind of community centers to just run and facilitate their programs so that I was getting my own practice of speaking in front of people and then just yeah, picking up some clients from there. So yeah, that's really how it kind of snowballed from there. And yeah, and uh, I just felt again, it was meant to, it was meant to happen and it was meant to be in that time. I love how you followed the uh, the need and, you know, grew your business from there. And so it's been, you said seven or eight years since you started? Just over five years. Over five years. So what, what does your business look like now and what all do you offer? Yeah, it's very, very different. Again, as we, when we start businesses, we don't, we don't know, we're not taught how to set up a business or do all of these things. But again, it's, it's part of the process. Like I really needed to learn you know, what people were looking for and, and those types of things. So now basically what I do is I have three offerings now. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I also do group programs because I started to see that particularly with business owners, they're all wanting to achieve the same end goal. So then bring everybody into a group so they can all come together with support and community to learn how to speak with authenticity do videos and then really have that community. My one-on-one -on -one coaching tends to be more around um, managers and leaders in the workplace to help them be more effective in their communication and have those difficult conversations um, as well. And then I have a, a communication community, which is a membership so that people can then come in at more of an entry level, but still gain what they need to out of it by video content and challenges and Q and A's um, out of it. So that's, um, yeah, taking that time to now be in, be in a position where, yeah, my offerings is I know that that works for everybody as well. That's fantastic. And I imagine over the last couple of years, your business has just been booming because with everything being so online, you know, people are having no choice really, but to step out of their comfort zone. And so have you had a big change over the last couple of years? Yes. I mean, I have to say, and I know it's not the case for everybody, but it's been a real growth for me and success in the last couple of years. But it was also because when everything hit, I used to do everything in person. I used to run all my workshops ever. I used to obviously speak on stage and do everything in person. And I had a little bit of resistance of the unknown of how do you even do all of this online, you know, but I just thought, I just thought I need to step up. For me, it just felt like I was here in this lifetime at this time to just step up and just go, I'm going to just see how this goes. I'm going to just put myself out there and help other people to do the same and just went, come along on the ride with me. I'm going to work this out to really show everybody how to basically bring your business online. So as I was doing it, I was then bringing other people on. So I was learning along the way. And I literally just took all my workshops that came to an end that I had booked, people booked and paid in person. And when we all got, you know, locked down in that position, I just went, I'm taking it online. I'm just going to say yes to it. And I'm going to work out how to, how to do it in that moment. And then, yeah, basically then I just created group programs. I just really put myself out there and went, if I need to feel forward, I will. But it was more about, I wanted to help other people. I saw the struggle, the pain that people were in. I was in such a position that I could take my business online. Other people weren't as fortunate. 
but I was able to then show them other things that they could do to still put their business out there, still put themselves out there. And yeah, there was obviously some resistance at the beginning for people, but then they suddenly saw this is not going away. I need to get online. So basically that in 2020, I literally was working seven days a week, just doing free webinars, free things. And obviously then still creating groups and having clients was like, I'm here to serve and help as many people change because I had already seen that this was the future prior to the pandemic. I knew this was coming as well. So it was like, well, my five-year plan came into like, you know, six months of 2020, like, let's just go for it and let's just do it. And um, yeah, and that's really what I ended up doing. And it's, it served me well, but it's also served, you know, people that I've helped as well. Yeah, it, it accelerated everything much quicker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I see, uh, I saw on your website that you talk about speaking from the heart with authenticity. So talk to me about that. I think just over the last couple of years and, you know, people have been massively triggered on all forms of, you know, personally, professionally, and it's really been intense for a lot of people. And I really wanted to come back to, teaching people like let's have compassion let's see people as equal and that was always things that I was teaching prior but I went massively more in depth to it because I could just see the conflict happening because everybody was just in survival mode which again you know I was there as well so it's just I wanted to really come back to let's just really look at people for people everybody's struggling let's like use your business to then help people or in the workplace so I actually then did a certification through the HeartMath Institute in 2020 because I wanted to be able to have a tool that I could give my clients or give my audience that came back to their heart so it's about a heart focused breathing technique but it's also ways in which I can help people in the moment if they're faced with someone who is triggered or they're giving them some conflict it's like just come back to your heart that's a person who's struggling, you're having struggles yourself. Let's come back to your heart and really see the bigger picture of what is it that they're really, what's really going on with that person is not particularly right in that moment of that behavior that they're demonstrating. It's just that they're being really triggered by it. So I doing that technique and sharing that was then helping other people to slow down, to really slow down and come back to connect to their heart because we were all in such a space of survival for everybody on such a huge scale that the Heart Math Institute is, it's about being able to regulate your heart because your heart speaks to your brain more than the other way around. So to come back to compassion and joy and love, let's come back and really be able to um, coherent our heart and our mind. And then we're able to communicate on a different level, which will then pattern interrupt other people to then bring them to slow down and they can then regulate um, as well. So yeah, that's where really all of that stemmed from was like, I wanted to regulate my stress and anxiety in that time as well. So I thought if I do this for myself, let's see how it goes. And then I started to teach other people how to, how to do that breathing technique. And people were just seeing such a difference even at home in their family of, going through lockdown and just really using it for um, for all areas of their life. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. So do you offer that now as as a course? 
Um, I, I haven't got quite there with that to be able to do it, but I do um, on my YouTube channel, I've got a couple of um, short videos with that technique um, as well. And I've ran webinars going through that, um, but it is probably my next stage of yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to say, if, if not, you should, because I, I feel like that's, that's useful for everyone. I mean, from leaders of companies to just in your home with your family. I mean, it's that that can be those techniques can be used. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And it, as much as I said to clients and my audience, like this is a technique that I'm teaching you for speaking. But I said, like, I want you to be practicing it because you want to be doing this daily and people would come to me saying like I feel like a better mother or father with my kids because I'm really being it yeah using it in those moments rather than waiting to maybe when you're speaking or whether you're um, communicating with people like do it every day because it's going to serve you so well with just everything. Oh I love that. So what advice do you give your clients who maybe are nervous and who kind of are uh, let that fear take over when it comes to public speaking and it used to be you know speaking at events and now it's just i mean you're so many people are doing lives on instagram and you know uh video is just really big in terms of marketing on social media yeah. And I, I think to say firstly is like, accept that you have the fear and that it's okay. Because again, it's just our mind and our body trying to keep us safe. So accept it because it is a feeling. It's a valid feeling um, as well. So I think just sit with it, accept it, but then always think about, well, what value do you have to share? And when we have the fear and the nerves, it tends to be more around fear of failure, fear of humiliation, embarrassment, rejection, success, like that tends to be. So I say to people is like, come away from thinking of speaking on camera, public speaking, there's a fear attached to it. It's more deep rooted into you of what's going on for you to putting yourself out there is like something might happen because it's the unknown, right? So it's like determining what fear for you or is all of them there for you? Again, that's completely valid to where you might be sitting. Then, then I would say is like, look at it, say it's failure. And um, so failure, putting yourself out there and getting no likes or getting no comments or no anything. Then think of the worst case scenario. Well, no one likes it. Well, you do another video and you do it again and you keep continuing to show up. Yeah, you might not get any likes or followers or comments on your first video but that's okay because be proud of yourself that you took the action um, out of it so it's like looking at those fears and like what is the worst case scenario and then how can you deal with that worst case scenario right it's like play it out and really what is the worst thing that can happen and again when we play that out is that then we can then think okay well how would I be able to to cope with that and deal with that if those things were to happen. The other then thing, as I say, is like, remember if you're wanting to do videos and show up for your audience or to help people, the more that you can actually put your energy and attention onto helping people, you take it away from yourself. So it's like, yes, have the fear, still do it. But at the end of the day, it's about that one person that you can help that doesn't like, doesn't comment, but they needed to hear what you had to say that day. 
Like we have to think of that. It's like take the attention off you. It's about the other people and how you could help. And if we just focus on one person, we don't have to focus on a grand scale. One per- And one person will see it. They don't necessarily have to like or share it or comment. Like I always say to people, it's 90% of your audience that do nothing. That are the people that you want to serve. They're the people that never do anything. Like I get it and people stop me for a year and then they start working with me and they go, I've been following everything about you. And you go, I've never saw you on any of my content ever like or anything. So it's like, that's a huge, huge amount of people is 90%. And the other two, five are like, maybe like your family. Like I have my parents, like everything I do. They like everything that I do, right? So we all have those 5% of people that, family, friends, love what you do, but they're never going to buy from you, right? Because they're your cheerleaders. But we get so caught up in those moments of those people that were like, but I want, I want the 90% of people that I do want to work with and do want to work with me, but they just don't comment and just believe that by showing up, when they're ready, they will contact you as well. And the other 5% tends to be people who maybe don't agree with you. But again, they're not worth your energy. It's like, those are the two 5%. We give our attention too much to those sides. It's about the, the 90% of showing up for those people. And yes, it's working on your, on your fear. It is working on that and imposter and all of those things. They're always, they're always going to be there. But as, the more you do it, the more you're going to reduce that aspect of it as well. Ah, such good advice. I love that you say, to visualize the worst case scenario. And and if you're okay with that, then put yourself out there and think about the person you're serving. So what would you say to entrepreneurs or to, um, to new entrepreneurs or to people who are working that uh, corporate job, they might be miserable and they're thinking about starting a business? <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, like, what would I like to have known a way back, a way back then? I think the thing that I would say is like, yes, I could go back and go, well, I would like to evolve in my eggs in one basket before I started. However, I would be saying to people, it's like, you've got, you've got to take the first step and take the risk. Like, don't wait until you feel like you have everything aligned before you get started, because that's another resistance to doing it. And I get people all the time. And, you know, I've been in that position myself where I go, well, I'm not going to launch that because I'm not ready. And it's all of these things is like, you've got to just do it. And the other advice is like, maybe just have one offering, like have one offering that you know that you can go and do. It's like, you don't know if that offering is even valuable right now until you give it a go. So it's like, just have one thing that you could maybe just start working with people but it's like, it's start before you're ready. You're going to learn along the way. Yes, you might fall along the way, but it's all part of the process um, to be able to then learn on it and then be able to move past it. So I think it's just, yeah, have maybe, you know, whether or not you've got social media pages, just begin to post and to, to show up as well um, to be able to, to, to do that. I think it's just, you've got to, you've got to just get started and go and really learn and not feel like you have to have like there where I am now to where I am then. I mean, it's vastly different, but I, you know, as much as a lot of it has been challenging, it always will be when you're in business, you're all going to have up and downs. I would never take away from the process that I've had. 
even though I didn't know everything on day one. I still don't know everything on, you know, five and a half years later. But I think it's just you've got you've got to just get started and learn along the way and seek help. You know, there is if you're in a position where you maybe can't, you know, get a coach, it's like, well, look at courses like go on to YouTube. Like these were all things that I did in the beginning was just really absorb certain things that you feel that you want to learn or maybe is not your um, strength then again like learn along the way to be able to do that like I used to go to a lot of networking events as well so maybe maybe join a group online and again when you can share those things with people someone will be there to be able to help as well so yeah join join some networking groups or community groups just get started and just have one thing at a time to be able to to share and get comfortable to do that if you wait till you've got it all figured out, you'll never start, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So no, don't don't wait. And I know that the fear will be there, but at the end of the day, it's going to be there whether you're ready or not. It, but you might as well just go with it. <laughs> so true, so true. So if the listeners want to learn more about you or connect with you, where can they find you? So um, speakingstyles.com.au is my website. Um, and I'm also Melanie Wood over across um, different platforms as well. So, but if you head over to speakingstyles.com.au, you'll be able to see the social media um, logos and icons there and connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and sharing your wisdom with us. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dory. It's been amazing. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Melanie as much as I did. Here are my top takeaways. If you're feeling nervous about speaking publicly, Melanie offers nerve-soothing suggestions such as, number one, simply acknowledge that you're afraid. Number two, create a worst case scenario and then envision the tools you might use to respond to even the most embarrassing communications gap. And number three, remember that there are many people out there most of them silent, who are actually interested in and touched by what you have to say. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.